You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Welcome to season three and episode number 126. I am going to guess off the top of my head of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Yes, that is correct. 126. Today, recording day is Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. And looking outside, the sun is looking right back at me and there's a beautiful blue sky here at the Beaver Lodge. Um, I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, he, Mr. Beaver A. And with me, as always, is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly. Of course, a big thank you goes out to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Mist Fee Mysteries from Corvin Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. Now, good morning, Kit Piecing, Bio, Kit Linda M, Kit Ellen, Kit Grappling, and Kit Hugh. It is a great day, and it is lovely to see you. Good morning, Kit Toronto Dan. Um, we have our Wednesday morning nibble for you, but first we have to say hello to Mr. Grizzly and ask, how's your mental health today, sir? Well, sir, good morning, uh, Mr. Beaver. I, mental health wise, I think I'm pretty good today in all honesty, although there's a bit of a seething rage in me this morning that I'm trying to contain. Uh, I think we all know Mm -hmm. why I'm upset today. I don't think that's a, yes. I don't think that's a stretch to imagine why I'm upset. Oh, I, I got to hang on a sec. I got to turn the this off. I had the high dynamic range was on, and I was. Uh, I, I was thinking you were looking kind of uh, different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smooth. Yeah. 
Yeah, the HDR was turned on. I'm like, that ain't normal. I forgot that. I was fiddling with the camera and forgot to turn it off. Yeah, a little bit of a seething rage this morning over the response, uh, the reply, the body language, the behavior, the smugness, the overall assholery of that which is Skippy the Wonder Pigeon, Pierre Poliev or Poliver, depending upon which part of the country you're listening in, because he likes to change it up as he goes. His response to a question, which was not a response at all, it was not an answer. It was literally, I'll tell you exactly what I'm going to tell you, which I would consider that to be gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I can understand why uh, I am upset by that too. Um, given that we have a shorter show today and we, the focus of the show today is going to be what David Johnson said. Yes. Uh, because Canadians need to hear that. Uh, and I've got several clips from the press conference. Um, not sure if we'll be able to get to PP and the reactions of uh, leaders uh, today, but uh, if we do, great. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's just put it on the record to start with. Uh, Christ, what an asshole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just. Good. Good God. God. <laughs> I, I, there is no bottom with this man. There's none. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like there is no ability to pivot. It's just, it's going to be Maple Trump. Hardcore, all the way. I mean, as soon as I said it, right? Because anyway, we're going to go off top, but topic. But we saw uh, saw the chart. Like I think ten seconds after it was over, like Charles Stadler put out a tweet. It says, you know, I don't know if the governor's general notices knows it, but he just like put a time bomb in PP's hands, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, yes. And, and again, we'll get to that on another uh, another show if we don't have time. But it's like, yeah, that's exactly what and. When I saw what his reaction was, it's like, okay, there's just, there really is no, like in my head was like, okay, Q Operation Annihilation David Johnston. And then we see the clip and sure enough. So there is no ability to pivot. You know what he is going to do. There are no surprises. It's like Trump. I guess, and, and there was no second act. You know, when we saw when he came back from the Eugene Carroll thing, then went right the next day and did the same thing. Like there is no second act. This is what we get. This is what it is. All right. Uh, to the Governor General. Oh, you had something, sir? Well, I'm just, uh, th- there's something we may have missed here. Um, Toronto Dan. Um, what, what's up, buddy? Just noticing stuff in the, in the uh, comments here, and I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, yes. Uh, somebody has uh, been making uh, some uh, statements and going after him. Uh, oh. So he has decided that he is going to call a Mr. Handong and call his lawyer. Okay. Okay. I didn't know. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Um, are being made. Yes. Go uh, after them. Don't yes. Let, don't. That's what we're saying. Full support. Go after them. That's yeah. it. Keep a calm head. Call mm-hmm. your lawyer. Like yeah. This. And there's and then just hold your tongue. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just hold your tongue. Just Wife, let, we're getting let your lawyer do the talking. I'm just going to defer to you and and counsel because I tend yeah. I tend to run my mouth a little bit. Yes. Yes. Uh, Advice from the former PR guy is call the lawyer, let them know that you did, let people know that lawyer's been called, and then just zip it and let it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. Don't make any more public statements. Just let it happen. All right. Um, and, oh, also, uh, I have to mention that our friend Kit Saucy is not here because... Oh, is she uh, 
delivering a baby today? We might, uh, or yesterday it was, or oh, so, okay. but uh, we might be having a new kit soon. So cool. uh, our thoughts and uh, big joy. So hope everything's going well and that we'll be able to welcome a, a little one to the Beaver Lodge uh, very soon. Okay, now... Oh yes, and uh, we have certain fr- uh, we have some friends. I don't know if you know, but we have some friends that are going through some uh, major life changes uh, that are tough, but will ultimately be very good for them. So, okay. um, as they're going through the tough patch, uh, our friend, uh, you know, some hugs from us. All right, um, David Johnston. Wow, um, this was better than I thought. Um, I was pretty sure, how would I put it? I was pretty sure, and I should have called it, and I didn't, that a public inquiry was probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, no surprise, well, really. It shouldn't have happened. My concern was whether or not um, this political hit job from the conservatives, because that's what it is. It was a mm-hmm. public intimidation campaign, smear and intimidation campaign, in order to pressure the former governor general, former Harper appointed governor general, now Trudeau appointed special rapporteur, to reach the conclusion that a full public inquiry was required. Clearly, that plan did not work. No. Hence, Operation Annihilate David Johnston. Right? PP has been given a shiny new toy to play with now, and you know he doesn't play nice, and you know he doesn't play fair. So let him do what he will with that. As far as I'm concerned, in the battle for the main public opinion, as soon as he went out there and did that thing, he, he just lost all reasonable people. So he's just he's really shoveling the red meat to the base. That's the whole yeah. strategy. Oh, Remember, what? there's a by-election going on, and... Uh, Manitoba gets Max, so he's got to pump up the cray. Well, they're all, well, what, four, five, maybe 5% of the population that support this man? Yep. He's got they're, li- they're vocal. They're vocal, but we need the silent majority to step up right now. Yeah, we do. Make your voices heard. Let people know this is not acceptable behavior for a, a loyal opposition, the official opposition leader. This is not acceptable behavior. Not close by any stretch of the not imagination. No. And what we have is a situation now, right? Like we mentioned, where um, PP is literally just letting any opportunity and every opportunity to be a statesman just pass him by. Yeah, he is no, he's no, yeah. He's not a statesman. All right. So getting to David Johnston, um, let's start with a first clip. Uh, he released his report, he had five major conclusions. And uh, we will let him say it in his own voice because, I mean, I could transcribe this all word for word or I could just, just let him say it. Say, yeah. Right. I mean, he is David Johnston, so, you know. <laughs> Here we go. I have reached five clear conclusions. First, foreign governments are undoubtedly attempting to influence candidates and voters in Canada. Foreign interference is a real and growing threat and more remains to be done promptly to strengthen our capacity to detect, deter, and counter foreign interference in elections. Second, when viewed in full context with all of the relevant intelligence, 
Several leaked materials that raised legitimate questions turned out to have been misconstrued in some media reporting, presumably because of the lack of this context. Third, I have identified serious shortcomings in the way intelligence is communicated and processed from security agencies through to government. Fourth, a further public process is required, but there should not and need not be a separate formal public inquiry. A public inquiry examining the leaked materials could not be undertaken in public, given the sensitivity of the intelligence. However, public hearings on the serious governance and policy issues identified to date should and will be held at the earliest possible date as part of the second phase of my mandate. <clears throat> Finally, I recognize this report's conclusions would be met with skepticism by some, especially by those who in good faith have worked to raise legitimate questions around these issues. The challenge is this. What has allowed me to determine whether there has in fact been interference cannot be disclosed publicly. A public review of classified intelligence simply cannot be done. Therefore, fifth, I recommend the Prime Minister invite the two oversight committees on national security, NSICOP and INSIRA, to review my conclusions and provide them with all supporting materials including an annex which contains the classified information. If they disagree with my conclusions, they should say that. Le devis est le suivant. There you go. So those are the five recommendations. And he's also saying that, you know what? Don't take my word for it. All of you that are on Ansicop and Ansira, take these documents, pass it through your review process, and if you disagree, then you should say so. But then he did something which was absolute genius, and I think that this may be what triggered PP. Mr. Grizzly, if you will. Did you send it, sir? I didn't see anything. Oh, sorry. Uh, there you go. Keep on forgetting I have to share the screen. <laughs> All right. Now, this might be the thing that had uh, PP starting to climb the curtains. In addition to the parliamentarians who are already members of ENSICOP, I encourage the Prime Minister to invite the leaders of the three major opposition parties to join that process personally so they can assess for themselves the intelligence and my conclusions. This is a necessary step in transparency and accountability to provide Canadians confidence in my conclusions. Mmm. Yes. We all know. Mmm. Skippy's response when asked, would he join NSICOP? And he didn't answer the question. He just, you know, went on about how David Johnson was his Justin Trudeau's ski buddy. Justin Trudeau skied mm -hmm. with him when he was 12 years old. Yeah. But um, given 
that, um, well, he is already on the record as saying that he will not sit on Insacop and get his heightened security clearance so that he himself can, for once in his life, be exposed to intelligence. It has levels. Um, he basically, the Governor General, just said, well, I asked the Prime Minister to invite all three major leaders to join because it is a necessary thing to have the transparency and accountability. So we have a situation now, because I've asked this before, if you have a leader of the official opposition, uh, sorry, let's do a Skippy Airs quotes, leader of His Majesty's allegedly loyal opposition, who, um, hmm, let's see, once refuses uh, to get his security clearance, two refuses to meet with the president of the CBC, three refuses to meet with the special rapporteur looking into foreign interference, Four which times. claims to say, yes, but which Skippy claims to say is of such vital, vital importance that we absolutely must deal with this, but yet will not lift a finger of his own to be helpful. Yeah. In any of these processes, he's basically standing in front of the mic and saying, I will not be helpful. He's that, that smug little entitled, uh, frat boy that, you know, it's taking every ounce of my inner strength, calm, meditative resources to not go full fucking blue, blue jacket guy in this little punk right now. Like I am vibrating i i hear you it's amazing let's just put it i'm glad it came out at noon yesterday because i yeah, had, had a little calm down <laughs> a little bit of time to calm down if and it had to happen while this, we were live yesterday morning yeah wouldn't have been this made. this presentation of what david johnson said would be like all over the place yes. <laughs> from me right now yes because i'd say something that'd make me think of something and i'd be pinballing all over the place because that's the way my mind works so I'm, i really try to make an effort to like give you a very mm -hmm. linear <laughs> so that yes. cannot be misunderstood and that's all what right. i'm attempting to do right now but i really <clears throat> i hear you i hear you T tomorrow we're going to get into him um okay uh mr grizzly so then uh the special rapporteur, former governor general, talked about uh, the impact on our elections and uh, the breadth of the scope of the interference. My review has shown that common techniques of foreign interference include cyber attacks, online influence campaigns, disinformation, and the exploitation of human relationships. Fortunately, measures put in place by our governments have been largely successful. The elections of 2019 and 2021 were well protected by sophisticated mechanisms, and there is no basis to lack confidence in those results. All right. Again, pretty clear. Because they're already going the way as we mentioned on yesterday's show about talking about the tabulation machines and trying to run some plays similar to what Fox was doing with a Dominion and Smartmatic. Yeah, they're right. they're trying to trying to play that game and slip, but we we don't we don't use voting machines in Canada. Right. They're paper ballots. Right. 
Again, Civics 101, right? Take the thing that people are not absolutely sure on of, exploit that, and then run with it. All right, then we get to uh, the formal current special rapporteur uh, talking about um, a point that we have made often and that many people in the security and intelligence community have made about uh, the partialness of the intelligence. So if you would, Mr. Kuzley. Interference in media reports have amplified public concern around these issues and are a central component of my first report. They raise legitimate questions which deserve complete answers. Much of what has been reported has been based on limited and partial intelligence. That reporting has been made without the benefit of the full context provided by all relevant materials. Experienced intelligent professionals understand that individual pieces of intelligence must be viewed with considerable skepticism. It is extremely rare to draw conclusions, much less take action, from a single intelligence report. Each piece of intelligence is a brushstroke to paint a broader picture. Only upon seeing the full picture, with the benefit of all relevant intelligence, can one conclude that my reported intelligence has been misconstrued in media reports, presumably because of the context in these instances. In some cases, the materials I reviewed tell a very different story than what has been reported to date. Foreign interference is not usually embodied in discrete, one-off pieces of intelligence. It cannot be dealt with on a one-off, look-what-I-found basis. The limited leaked intelligence and subsequent reporting have led to misapprehensions relating to incidents that are alleged to have occurred in the 2019 and 2021 elections. Moreover, I have found no examples of ministers, the prime minister, or their offices knowingly or negligently failing to act on intelligence, advice, or recommendations on the issues I have investigated related to the 2019 and 2021 elections. However, I did find that there are significant and unacceptable gaps in the machinery of government. All right. Yeah. And, um, so very, again, very clear. Very, very, very clear. Yeah, he, he, he was not pulling his punches. He was laying it down. There are no problems. It. They need to be addressed. They need to be brought. Yeah. And it's not new because, well, I mean, we found out with uh, the occupation that there were problems mm -hmm. between security. Mm -hmm. We found out when... Um, we were losing our minds after September 11th that there were problems with communication. This is a constant thing. <laughs> this is not new. And, and this, sadly, it's still very much with us, despite the fact that we should know better. Indeed. We should do better. Indeed. I completely agree. Uh, now, in this next section... He's going to talk a little bit more about this public process. So PP and all the people wanted a public inquiry. They're not going to get one because there's nothing, not very much relative to the actual core influence uh, attempts that can be revealed during that. It would have to remain secret. But the parts that can be public 
with regard to how uh, our security establishment uh, coordinates and communicates information and processes it can be held public. And uh, he's perfectly willing to do so. So there will be a public component. And uh, I'd like to uh, have him explain a little bit uh, how he sees it. And uh, we'll stop it uh, because there's a little, uh, I think he speaks in French a bit. And then later on, uh, we'll queue it up because he's talking about the type of people he'll want to talk to uh, with regards to this. Um, so, uh, Mr. Grizzly, if you will. All right. A separate public inquiry will simply deliver the lever of transparency and urgency Canadians expect. The intelligence I have reviewed is and must remain secret. As a result, the reality is any credible public inquiry would not be public at all. In contrast, by conducting a thorough review of my conclusions and recommendations, our intelligence oversight committees, NSICOP and NSERA, have the opportunity and the duty to help restore Canadians' trust in our democratic institutions. All right. So he's got that part, and uh, let me queue up the second part over here. Oh, sorry, I don't think I went far enough. I'm sorry, I think I may have cut this one off a little before I ex I needed to. Uh, so sorry, I'm going to continue where I left off. Uh, I apologize, Kits, that was uh, my bad. That said, this is warranted to address the parts of my mandate that are not classified. Canadians rightly have questions and, and deserve to be engaged fully in my work. In the next stage of my mandate, I will conduct public hearings to hear from Canadians about the numerous policy questions my work has raised. There we go. And I will just move it up just a tinge right here. Is that more than a CH? <laughs> yeah, just a little more than a CH. With a security mess and All right, and here we go. In the second phase of my work, I intend to tackle a number of critical issues. This includes of diaspora communities and individuals about foreign interference. I will investigate the challenge of using classified intelligence in law enforcement and how it might be addressed. I will review the role and structure of NSICOP and whether it can be strengthened. I will suggest amendments to the CSIS Act that might assist in fighting foreign interference. I will investigate various issues with the machinery of government, including processes for funneling intelligence to top officials, more effective tracking protocols, and clearer lines of responsibility. I will also review the merits of a government-led process for declassification of information to enhance transparency and look at the case for a National Security Committee of Cabinet. And I will examine the issue of how the government deals with threats against elected officials. Canadians need to understand the threat this issue presents and the mechanisms needed to address it. Je voudrais... So there. 
interesting that he's mentioning he's willing to he wants to speak specifically to diaspora Canadians who have been affected. Mm-hmm. So, for example, some of these Canadians who have been contacted by these Chinese police stations, for example, or um, maybe um, Canadians who uh, care about their Iranian sisters who are still in Iran, or mm-hmm. maybe Canadians uh, who lost family members in that flight that was downed by the Iranian government, right? So when you have people like Andrew Coyne writing pre-report release editorials, such as, well, if David Johnston requires a full recommends a full public inquiry, which he did not, that goes and looks back into Iran and Russia and all of those as well. Well, then he's lost the plot. Well, you know, again, these Iranian Canadians that I have mentioned uh, would probably have a sharp rebuke on that take. Well, let's, let's, let's dive into the weeds on that one a little bit for a few seconds, if we shall, if you will. Give me some leeway here. Uh-huh. I was at, um, there was a protest here last, uh, was it last autumn? Last autumn. And I was there with my friend Ozzy and uh, it was a protest against the Iranian government. It was literally two hours. You go, you protest on the hill, you march down the street, you do your protest in front of the embassy and that was the end of it. Like literally. An incredible contrast with what else was going two on. Two hours, well organized, everybody went home peacefully. The one thing that was pointed out to me was, uh, my friend said, you'll notice there's a lot of people wearing masks. I go, yeah, they're COVID. She goes, that's not why they're wearing them. It's not why they're wearing them. Mm. They're wearing them to hide their identities because it -hmm. could put their families back home at risk. She Mm -hmm. says, because quite literally they will be scanning this, the Iranian secret police will be scanning the audience. I'm like, well, take a picture of my face. Come and get me, you sons of bitches. Anyway, Mm -hmm. something to consider. So when he's talking about the the greater diaspora and and, and their concerns, I get it. Because, you know, you come to Canada, you become a Canadian citizen, you have every right that I was born with. You have every right that I was born with. Well, except for this whole white privilege thing. That's another thing altogether, right? But but what Mm -hmm. I'm getting at is you're a Canadian citizen you fall under the protection and coverage and privileges that the Canadian, being a Canadian citizen grants you. Mm -hmm. People in the diaspora, whether they're from Iran or China or whatever part of the world they've, they've come here to become part of our multicultural nation, need to be reassured by our government that they will be protected. Mm-hmm. This is important, and this mm-hmm. goes back to to uh, uh, Han Dong, right? Right. And and right. Michael Chong thing. It's all part and parcel of all of it. It all is. Um, now this next section uh, might take us to the end of the show um, because uh, we usually leave leave about a quarter to or ten to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is uh, so we'll have more David Johnson for you tomorrow and and uh, the reaction of the leaders. Uh, but this is the central part about his uh, ethics uh, and conflict of interest. Uh, and I'm going to let it run, okay? okay. because uh, the journalist asks the question, he gives a response, and the journalist does a follow-up, and he responds to that. So I'm just going to let it play through. So uh, make yourselves comfy. <laughs> I'm going to get a coffee. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Johnson. Uh, you've 
recommended a process going forward, a review of your findings by two bodies and hearings that you would hold uh, on the process, the things you found about miscommunication of intelligence, mishandling of intelligence. But you've heard the criticism from the opposition and others about your appointment, about your role based on your relationship with Mr. Trudeau's family. So why are you the person to lead those hearings going forward rather than a judge, an independent judge who could hold hearings in camera or in public? Well, let me respond by stating basic facts. First of all, my friendship with the current prime minister. Um, when our children, five, were ages seven to 12, uh, we had a um, condo at the foot of Mont Tremblant. Uh, I knew Mr. Trudeau's father. Uh, he had a country home about 50 kilometers away in Valmoran. On, I think, five occasions over several years, he and his three sons came and parked their car at our parking lot outside our condo, and we skied. On one of those five occasions or so, he had to leave early to get back to Montreal. And on that occasion, I drove the three sons over to their mother's home, country home, which was about 10 kilometers present. Those are the so-called neighborhoods. Um, my friendship with the current prime minister uh, was based only on a few skiing expeditions with my children. He was a student at McGill where I was principal. Uh, and amongst about 20,000 students, I would see him from time to time. In that period of time, until he became a Liberal member of Parliament, and I was Governor General, I had no meetings with Mr. Trudeau, Mr. Justin Trudeau. I had no letters that I can recall, no telephone calls. Um, the only occasion I recall meeting him in that period of 40 years was at the funeral of his father, which my wife and I attended. So there was no interaction with respect to the current Prime Minister of a, a friendly kind other than the respect I had for a graduate of McGill University. And my only real contact occurred when he became an elected member of Parliament and then I had Governor General. Those are the facts of the so-called Steve. With respect to my connection to the Trudeau Foundation, I've been at manager of universities for 27 years, very interested in any scholarship program. The Trudeau Foundation one was very important because it provided scholarships for graduate students in the humanities and social sciences, a rather neglected area. Um, my contact with the Trudeau Foundation was this. In about a year after I finished being governor general, late in 2018, I was invited to become a member of the association of the foundation, which is like shareholders in a company which meet, meet once a year with the responsibilities to receive an annual report, to uh, approve the financial statements, to appoint auditors, and to elect the board of directors. Um, my contact was simply that. I think I attended four of the annual general meetings, perhaps five by Zoom. The one which took place in Ottawa, I think I was there for about an hour and a half um, and I had other appointments. Uh, I did make donations, as I think the other members of that association, not the board of directors, not involved in decision making, the alleged you know, the gift that designed.
we've we've uh, we've lost uh, some audio there from you, Mr. Oh, sorry. Hold on, I'll uh, go back a little bit there. The third fact is this: um, I've been fortunate in my attended four of the annual general meetings, perhaps five by Zoom. The one which took place in Ottawa, I think I was there for about an hour and a half, um, and I had other appointments. Uh, I did make donations, as I think the other members of that association, not the board of directors, not involved in decision making. The alleged you know, the gift that was under controversy was 2014, 2015, I joined in 2018. I think over the course of four or five years, donations were at the order of three or four hundred dollars a year, which was less than one percent of the donations my wife and I make regularly to a number of scholarship funds um, that we support across the country. The third fact is this. <clears throat> um, I've been fortunate in my public life to have served as chair of or member of advisory committee or task forces on probably two to three dozen different occasions over the years. With appointments by prime ministers, several, premiers, several, ministers, and none of those previous occasions, my impartiality or integrity ever been questioned. This is the first time it has happened. And let me simply say that's very troubling for me because this kind of baseless set of accusations diminishes trust in our public institutions and the terrorist people who are publicly minded, who are quite prepared to take on public service responsibility task forces, so we should chill on that. And that's very troubling. Right. You addressed the question of whether you are, the criticisms about whether you're in conflict, but not the question about whether a judge could do a better job here, sworn in hearing testimony in private or in public, sorry. And also you have recommended review by two bodies, NSICOP and NSERA, that opposition critics have already rejected as sort of under the control of government because their reports and their access to information is vetted by the government. Well, with respect to who might lead a public inquiry, that person or persons would have the same fundamental program that we and our team have had. That one cannot deal with these allegations with respect to negligence or managing things to provide partisan advantage without a full consideration of all of the information, including classified information. And that can't be made public. So I don't know whether another person uh, would have any greater ability. With respect to experience, uh, I'm a lawyer, a professor of law for some 45, 55 years and Yes, I've had some responsibility for making judgments at different times, and one will have to stand on that. Um, just give me the second part of your question again. Yeah, and I, it's important spending some time in those bodies. Um, NCCOP was created in 2017 as a response to this growing foreign influence effect. Um, and it's made up of um, four parliamentarians from the, the governing party, two from the opposition party to conservatives, one from the New Democratic Party and one from the Wauquiba, and one independent senator. Uh, and they have been at work with their staff since 2017, and their job is to review, among other things, foreign influence in our elections and our other democratic processes and protect them. They report to the prime minister, their report goes to parliament, and that is the body that has an important 
the important oversight function with respect to how we manage this danger of foreign influence. Uh, that body has been charged with the Prime Minister to review the same terms of reference mandate that I have. And we have, I have invited that body to take my report along with the confidential annex and to review it with great care. Also suggested that um, they work closely with INSERA, which I'll comment in a moment, and that the three, the leaders of the three major opposition parties be invited to take top secret clearance and join in viewing that material and coming to whatever conclusions they want to with INSERA. That's parliament functioning as it should be, with an oversight rule. That's where it belongs, not with a retired judge and not with a professor of law of some years. That's where Parliament has to function. In CIRA, the National Security Independent um, Review Agency is an executive agency with experts on foreign intelligence and other things. It's appointed on the recommendation of the Prime Minister in consultation with the leaders of the opposition parties and the leaders in Senate. So that's a collaborative appointment. Its job is to review the activities of all the agents of securities and intelligence and any particular matter that deals with things like foreign influence. That body, too, is an oversight body of parliament. That's the kind of body that should be functioning to oversee these things. Chaired by a former judge, especially. Thank you, Sheila. Um, chaired by a former judge, uh, a dean of law, a law professor, a former national security investment advisor, intelligence advisor, and an entrepreneur or the makeup of that particular committee. Um, that was created in 2019. Both of those committees provide their reports to Parliament. And both of those committees have a fundamental responsibility and oversight role. It's, it's very precious. And that's the kind of uh, oversight that we should be using, I think, to deal with these matters. And there you go. Um, you see the comment right there, right, from uh, Kit Dan. He's a class actor. No wonder Harper appointed him. Um, so all of these things, right? Oh, he's frail. Oh, I can't believe he let himself be suckered into it. Um, this is a man who can handle himself. Yeah, very much so. Clearly. He's in control. He knows his facts. He knows it like this. And he will not let himself be pushed off his point. Will not be let him. He won't get flustered. He won't. He's calm, rational, reasonable, and he's thought about this. Thoughtful and authoritative. Oh, yeah. So, um, no wonder Skippy lost his mind. He's got nothing, nothing. to react against. And he's been essentially called out in such a deft and clever way yep. by the governor general. I invite everybody to get their top secret security clearance and come and see this information that I've seen that I'm going to make available to everyone in an annex as part of these two committees. I guess bring in your opposition leaders, come and take a look at it for themselves. And also making the point that these things, right, the ENSICOP and INSERA are not government controlled, but they are bodies of parliament. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very important. Um, I think that's all the time we have for to today, Mr. Grizzly. Yes, we do have to get rolling. I have to get everything off. Yes. Yeah. Now, in that last little thing, though, um, 
it seems to me that he is sort of laying the groundwork for a potential defamation suit of his own. Possibly, eh? The way so. he was talking, that was a very, very, very uh, interesting um, because it seemed very, very legal. <laughs> Let's just put it that well, way. Yeah. And uh, to that end, the last little tidbit here to that end, uh, it appears uh, that Mr. Handong put out a statement and um, he says, uh, key part here at the bottom, oh, not at the bottom, but right here. At this point, it is even more clear that Global News and Course Entertainment must fully apologize and retract their defamatory reporting about me. Unfortunately, it is impossible to do their harm the reporting has caused to me, my family, my communities that I represent. For that reason, I am moving forward with my defamation case against Global News, Course Entertainment, Mr. Sam Cooper, and all other defendants. Facts matter, and they must be held accountable for their irresponsible and damaging reporting. So, based on what the Governor General has concluded in his initial assessment, and Dong is going ahead, and I sure hope that the former Governor General, once he finishes doing the second part of his inquiry, does the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. Defamation. Well, it, it would certainly seem to be that is the direction it's going to go. And I, I think it's because, A, he's an elder statesman. Uh, he, he has served at the highest possible level in this country because what, you know, prime minister is not oh. the highest position in the country. It's not. No, Governor over General two, is. close to three dozen times over the course of his career, he's been called upon. Yes. And remember, <clears throat> he was appointed by Stephen Harper. And he was so good, they asked him to stay on. Mm -hmm. But what does... And, and, and appointed at a critical time, yes. too, where they, they were pretty sure that the government was going to fall on a non-confidence vote at some point, which it did. And, and, and you have to understand here the... the, the absolute sort of mentality, the, the, the methodology, the, the way that the uh, reformers play, because Skippy is not a progressive and he is not conservative, he is a reformer. And what does he do the minute he has no use for you? The minute he's used everything he can from you, you get thrown out like the trash. The convoy people found out. He All the people that he was closing up, living, that one, they dying. made a joke about his wife. He doesn't give a damn about a single person in this country other than himself. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to comment on his personal life when it comes to his wife or his children. That's off, off the charts. I'm not commenting on that. But when it comes to his political aspirations, he only gives a damn about himself and himself only, as evidenced by the fact that a, a man with, without reproach, David Johnston, well-respected amongst everybody on the Hill, everybody in politics, admires and respects this man. But the minute he says something that Skippy disagrees with, throws him out like the trash. Yep. This is yep. who Pierre Polyev is. This is who he is. He has no use for you once you're no longer of no use to him. I completely agree. I completely agree. And I, I need everybody in this country to understand that. And, and then people go, well, you're just a Trudeau supporter. No, I'm not. And that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. Even it's if like, you were, it would still be true. Well, it, well, yeah. But it, it's like, no, you need to understand... 
how much damage this man could do to this country if he ever became prime minister. If his party gets elected in the next election and he's still the leader and he ascends to the, the prime ministerial position, we'd be screwed. It's bad. It's bad. It's it, it'll bad. be Gilead bad. It's pretty bad, Tim. All right. Well, kids, that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver podcast. We hope you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Uh, we love this particular because uh, we love to bring the civics and we love to bring the facts. And uh, today was about that and tomorrow will be about that too. Uh, remember that sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless. Let your peeps know about us because democracy is something that you do. Uh, please help our brothers and sisters out uh, who are... Uh, being affected by the wildfires by donating generously to the Red Cross Appeal. And uh, if you have time, uh, please uh, respond to our challenge by writing a letter to your MPs or senators and asking them to perhaps review foreign media ownership laws in order to make it such that uh, foreign interests cannot control majority stakes of our media. And when you do, well, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know that you did it. So write to us either on our Facebook page, True North Eager Beaver, on our Twitter feed at True Eager, or by email, TrueNorthEagerBeaver at gmail.com. And uh, let us know that you did it. Just You just need to say, I did it. We just want to have a account and see if it uh, works. Uh, so we appreciate that very much. If you like this podcast, you can find us on the Cryer Media Network, as well as all Beaver Grizzly-friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are appreciated. And if you'd like to subscribe to our show so that you get something from us when it's fresh off the bandwidth, well, then you go to podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver with a hyphen between each one of those words in lowercase letters, and we'll come to you when we're ready. Why not also subscribe our, to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel? That helps us out big time. We see that you've been doing that. We see our numbers growing. So thank you very much. And make like Kit Elaine and Kit Hugh today and smash that button. Kit Hugh said to, to get it done early to make sure that you ticked it off your list. Early bird gets the worm. We can't do this without your kind and generous support. So if you feel that we've done a particularly good show. And if you're watching, well, you can scan that QR code by Mr. Grizzly's head. And that will bring you to our emergency hot chocolate and coffee fund. And if you're listening, you go to coffee, ko-fi.com slash eager beaver, all in one word. And uh, there you go. That will bring you to our tip jar. And you can make your donation there. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying, until next time, dear kids, it could be a tough world out there, so be kind to and gentle with yourself. And as you can see, I'm wearing my tennis uh, shirt, uh, hoping to get a match today, because yesterday, I played my best match ever. The lessons have finally started to click. So, nice. still got, still lost 8-2, but it's the first match in about like 7 that I actually got to 2 rather than 0-1 and one against someone who was really, really good. So, yes. Mr. Grizzly, do you have some words of wisdom for us before we go? Yeah. Send your used, filthy, ratty, nasty old flip-flop <laughs> to air. Uh, and, and drop a note in there about how much you despise him as a human being because he has no statesmanship whatsoever. Does not deserve to be in the position in the office that he holds and really needs to learn some fucking manners. Imagine me as PP, and then imagine opportunity for statesmanship.
Yep. <laughs> That's basically what he does. He just watches it go right by. <laughs> he doesn't even swing at the pitch. He will never be prime minister. Nope. Yep. I, I just, I cannot see him delivering a speech at Vimy or anything. I just, I just can't Jesus, see him doing it. Don't, no, don't, don't. I can't see him doing it. In my head. Can't seem to do it. He's not the guy. Yep. All right, kids. See you tomorrow. We'll have more stuff for you. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum. And The Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Kits, just so you don't forget, we have our podcast coming this Saturday. We've got our Alberta show next Monday. Hello to Kit Danell, who has just joined us. And also, uh, I've uh, asked Gail Costello, who is that teacher who was working with uh, the kids in New Brunswick. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, she says that she would like to do an interview with us. So that Okay, excellent. All right, All right. There you go. I'm going to need about oh six more of these today because my... Brain is not fully awake. But remember what this says, folks. Democracy is something you do. Yes. Get out and do it. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.